JavaScript is the only client-side web programming language that is available on all web browsers. Today we'll dive into its history, what it's used for, and why it's important. Welcome to Copec Explained Software, the podcast where we make computing intelligible. This week, Dave, we're talking all about JavaScript. Let's start with what is JavaScript? JavaScript is a programming language, of course. I think most people know that. But it's a very special programming language because it's the only programming language that's available in all web browsers. And that means it's the only programming language that we can really use for client-side programming on the web. That means parts of web pages that are interactive and made interactive through the web browser on the client's machine. So when you use a web browser, it has built into it an interpreter or just-in-time compiler for the JavaScript programming language. So you're using JavaScript almost all the time when you browse the web. Most websites have some kind of JavaScript to make them interactive. What's the relationship between HTML and JavaScript? In our last episode, we dived into HTML and CSS. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And we also talked about the web more generally, including the HTTP protocol, web browsers, web servers, on a previous episode called How Does the Web Work? that I'll also link to in the show notes. JavaScript works together with HTML and CSS. HTML provides the structure and content of a web page. CSS provides the styling, what it looks like, how it's laid out for a web page. JavaScript provides logic. It provides interactivity. It means that when you click a button, something can actually happen. It does actual calculations. It can do actual calculations. And it can use those calculations to give you a more interactive experience. So JavaScript is the only real programming language out of the three. HTML is a markup language. CSS is a styling language. JavaScript is a true programming language. And we'll talk later in the episode about all the other places that it's used outside of web pages. But what really makes it special is the fact that it can be used in web browsers. There's no other programming language that works in all web browsers. But JavaScript should not be confused with Java. That's right. And we did a previous episode on Java that I'll also link to in the show notes. JavaScript and Java are completely different languages. It's a common misconception of people who aren't programmers that they're the same thing, but they're actually very, very different. JavaScript is a more lightweight and, like it sounds, more scripting language-like language, whereas Java is a more heavyweight language that really enforces a lot more structure. Java is an object-oriented language that was created in 1995. JavaScript happens to also be an object-oriented language that was created in 1995. They both happen to be inspired by the C language family in terms of their syntax. So from a 30,000-foot view, it looks like there's quite a bit of similarity. But actually, they're quite different. If you took a JavaScript program and you then tried to translate it into Java, you'd definitely be able to, but it wouldn't be a one-to-one translation generally. So JavaScript is only called JavaScript for marketing reasons, believe it or not. They were both coming out in 1995, and there was a lot of excitement around Java. And so when Netscape was coming out with their new language, 
they actually had an agreement with Sun to include Java and Java applets. And they said, for our new language, what if we made it like the little sibling of Java? So they said, let's just include that name. Let's get some of that hype that's around Java. We'll call it JavaScript. So that's really where the connection comes from. Other than that, they're two separate languages that have gone through a separate evolution and they're used for different purposes today. And if you want to know more about what Java is used for, check out our previous episode. Can you talk us through a little bit of the history of JavaScript? Sure. Yeah, I already mentioned it was created in 1995. Now, the interesting thing is it was actually created in just 10 days. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, a dude named Brendan Eich had an assignment to create an interactive programming language for scripting web pages, and he wasn't given a very long deadline on it. And he did it in, yes, just 10 days. That's how the legend goes, and apparently from what I've read, that is true. However, as you might imagine, that was also problematic. You create something in 10 days, there's bound to be some mistakes. It's bound to not be perfect. And Unfortunately, most people agree there are some strangeness, some um, very like kind of you look at it and you say, what? When programming in JavaScript, that comes from this origin story. And that doesn't mean he didn't do a good job. He did the best job he could given the limited time frame. But the problem is with the language, languages quickly get widely used. And you can't go and undo some of those early mistakes you made because they then get incorporated into a lot of code and you don't want to make people change their code they've already written. So unfortunately, we're stuck with some of the mistakes that were made in the early days of JavaScript. The other thing I'll say about the history is when it first came out, it wasn't yet imagined just how much it could be used for. It was really seen it's going to be used for just a limited range of operations to make some small things on web pages a little bit more interactive. Over time, especially in the early OOs, it evolved to the point where it really could be used for the same things that programming languages are used for in desktop apps in some kind of performant way. So that we could actually then have websites that were as interactive as traditional desktop apps. So JavaScript has really become, you could say, the most important application programming language over time and really has enabled the modern web app through its continual evolution. It's become a lot faster. It's become a lot more featureful. And it's continued to evolve as new standards come out in the same way that HTML and CSS have. So especially in the last few years, there's been a lot of features that have been added to JavaScript. JavaScript isn't just used for the web, though. Can we talk a little bit about its other uses? Yeah, absolutely. It's the That's what's special again about it, though, is that it's the only programming language within every web browser, but it can be used for many other applications. It's sometimes used for the server side. Some people might have heard of the server-side end of the JavaScript ecosystem called Node.js. And so you could actually have, and this goes back to our episode on how the web works, if you don't know these terms, client-side versus server-side. But while JavaScript programs can run within a web browser that's running on the client-side on your own PC or your own smartphone, they can also run on the web server. That's the machine that you're connecting to when you request a new web page. So they can, it can actually run on both ends. And because it's the only programming language that runs natively in the browser, 
It's the only programming language that can run on both ends. So some web developers really like that because it means they don't have to change languages from one end to the other. Definitely sounds like an advantage. Yeah, it can be because you can reuse some of the code. You can't reuse all of it because the server side and the client side are quite different, but you can reuse some of it, especially the data modeling code. So this is really nice if you want to just use one language and not have to use JavaScript on the front end, which you're always going to have to do. And by the way, client side is sometimes called front end and not have to use something like Python or PHP on the back end. That's usually what the web server part refers to as the back end. And so if you just want to have one language, then it's less for your developers to learn and there might be some reusability. But there might be reasons that people prefer Python or PHP or Java on the back end instead of JavaScript. So it's not like this is always just an obvious choice, but it's just another area that JavaScript can be used. And yet another area that JavaScript can be used, because people have found ways to use it just about everywhere, are on the desktop application front. And this has really started within the last five to 10 years. There's a framework called Electron. And what it does is it basically makes it possible to build desktop apps using web technologies. And so you might be surprised, but some desktop apps like Spotify and Visual Studio Code actually have quite a bit of JavaScript within them. So JavaScript can be used for basically any kind of application development. You can even build mobile apps with JavaScript with certain frameworks. So the only place JavaScript's really not used is for low-level development. And we've done previous episodes on low-level languages like C and C++, but you wouldn't use JavaScript to build an operating system or to build a device driver. But basically any, other, any kind of higher-level application development for any platform, there's some way of doing it with JavaScript. But again, what's special about JavaScript is that it's in every web browser. What does JavaScript look like on the page? Yeah, that's a good question. We talked earlier about how HTML and CSS work together with JavaScript. And what you'll often see is you'll see a tag within an HTML document called a script tag. And between an opening script tag and a closing script tag, you actually have a different language. Instead of having more HTML, you have JavaScript. And so you might have JavaScript right there embedded within the HTML, or a script tag can also be used to include an external JavaScript file, typically with a .js extension. So you can have your own file that just has JavaScript in it, and then it can be pulled in by your HTML file. Now, when you say what it looks like, you might also be asking me about what the programming language's syntax looks like. Mm -hmm. And the syntax, like Java, comes from the C family of languages. And so it actually looks pretty reminiscent of C, C++, Java, any of the languages in the C family. Semantically, JavaScript is a functional language sometimes defined as and sometimes defined as an object-oriented language. It kind of straddles the two different paradigms. And we talked about those two different paradigms in our previous episode, What is a Programming Language? So I'll link to that in the show notes. One pe- Sometimes people really are down on JavaScript, you know? Uh, people sometimes are like, wow, it's a terrible language. That sounds harsh. Yeah, it sounds harsh. And th- there's two real reasons for that. The first reason is that it does have these fundamental flaws that come from its history, come from it being designed so rapidly originally, and then um, over time kind of just amalgamating features from design by committee, because it is uh, built by a standards committee now, and different web browsers kind of came out with new features for it, and then they ended up getting incorporated in standards and getting through all of them. So it is a bit of sometimes syntactically a little bit messy, and even semantically a little bit messy. So that's one like criticism of it. The other big reason that it gets criticized 
It's just it happens to be a language that's very accessible because anyone who learns any web development usually learns a little bit of JavaScript. So people who do some JavaScript programming sometimes don't have that much formal training in software development or even informal training. They just don't have very much training at all, but they're able to do something in JavaScript. But because they're not super experienced, they're not going to write beautiful code. And so there's a lot of JavaScript code out there that's not that beautiful. And that's not... Sounds I'm not, kind of judgy. No, it's judgy, but I mean, it's it's not criticizing the fact that it's accessible. It's good that it's accessible. It's a lot of people's first programming language. It's criticizing the fact that that's just a law of averages. The more that somebody does something, the more that different people do something, right? For, let me give you an example. Not a lot of people actually are authors of full-size books, right? There's not, there, there's, there are a lot, but there's not that many compared to, let's say, the number of people who are authors of letters, right? So if I averaged out all of the full-size books, because that's more of a concentrated, experienced set of writers writing books, the average grammar in a full-size book is going to be better than the average grammar if I took all the letters in the world. Sure. So just because JavaScript is a more accessible programming language that more people use, on average, the code quality is lower. That's not saying that people can't write good code in JavaScript, and that's not saying anything against the people that are just getting started in it. It's just a fact of life that there's more low-quality JavaScript code out there. As a result, it gets this kind of bad reputation. But that doesn't mean that it can't be written in a good way by people who have a little more experience. That is, of course, if you're willing to not criticize it for some of its more fundamental merits. And the last thing I'd say is that there are people who just feel fundamentally there are some issues with the language, especially the academic community tends to have issues with the JavaScript language. But, you know, oftentimes in the world of computing, what the academic world criticizes is often something that tends to be very popular. And so, and there's a reason for that that we don't need to get into today. But um, the fact of the matter is JavaScript is arguably one of the most important, well, not arguably, it's definitely one of the most important languages in the world. It's and one it's of the, not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's one of the most popular languages for sure, just by the fact that it's in every web browser and every web page you have, somebody wrote some JavaScript for it. And it's also so embedded that and because there's no alternative that like you said 20 years from now it'll still be around so even people who don't like javascript have to live with it and have to acknowledge that we have to make it as good as we can given its limitations limitations sure okay thanks for listening to us this week rebecca how can people get in touch with us on twitter we're at copec explains k-o-p-e-c-e-x-p-l-a-i-n-s thanks for listening and we'll see you next week bye